Okay, so um, now you say uh, we so we've talked about nasal breathing. And we've talked about the importance of slowing down the breath. Uh, we've talked about um, some of the physiology of oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange. We've talked about some of the benefits of nasal breathing in terms of uh, increasing nitric oxide in, in our body um, and the nasal breathing and the potential vibrations of the olfactory bulb and affecting our brain. All stuff that I guarantee you in the next two, three years is just going to explode. And you guys are going to be like, wow, we've been, I've been practicing this and I've been noticing the benefits of it. All right. Here's the questions that, 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 um, that I always get is, uh, is well, um, you know, how, um, how much nasal breathing do I need to do? <laughs> Gee, um, I have zero time in my day because all I'm doing is spending time on Facebook. So I have no time to breathe. Can like, how many breaths can I take to have the benefits of it? Right. So it, it's, it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, so I have two, I have two studies here. Um, one was published in 2021. So you see the stuff is, the stuff is recent. It's not like it, it's not, it's, it, 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 it's not like, uh, they've been, um, they've been doing this for, for years. People are asking these questions. Uh, and I believe it was like November of 2021. And it was, uh, it was one of the, the, the papers on the references that I sent to Linda. Um, and it's, and, and the title is, all right, benefits from one session of deep and slow breathing on vagal tone and anxiety in young and older adults. So you guys are all young and older adults. <laughs> ah, all right, so one session, one session. Now you ask, well, how long was that session? Right? Was it four hours? Was it six hours of session? Um, the session was five minutes. Five minutes. Five. Five minutes. Okay. That's what this entire study that was published in Scientific Reports uh, in November, in November of 2021, so five months ago looked at a five minute exercise of deep and slow breathing on vagal tone and anxiety. So vagal tone, right? Whenever you hear anything about the vagus nerve, vagal tone, stuff that we've covered already, but we'll cover again, all right? The vagus nerve is cranial nerve number 10. It's the major nerve that affects uh, the parasympathetic nervous system, all right? It goes to every, an organ in the body, okay? Um, it goes to every organ in the body. Uh, it, is, um, it is the main driver of the parasympathetic nervous system. So that the parasympathetic nervous system helps balance the sympathetic nervous system. So when we talk about vagal tone, what we're talking about is if you do exercises that help increase vagal tone, right? Vagal tone. So the tone, it's kind of an interesting term, right? The tone of your vagus nerve. So if you, if you want to increase your vagal tone, that means that you have good vagal tone activity. That means that you probably have a well-balanced parasympathetic nervous system. If you have poor vagal tone, or if you do exercises that decrease vagal tone, then, you know, it's sort of like, uh, now you're, 
the string on your guitar is like you you hit it you get no you don't really get good tone coming out of it right as opposed to like somebody who's done some good exercising you ding so the tone if you hear that term like oh this increases vagal tone what you're knowing from that is that it helps increase parasympathetic nerve uh, activity um and that's the rest and digest. That's the one that most of us probably don't have enough of because we're so um, we're so stressed and and we're firing our sympathetic. All right. So benefits from one session of deep and slow breathing on vagal tone and anxiety in young and older adults. Um, and they measured vagal tone by measuring um, heart rate variability, which is also what we discussed. All right, so you see how these things it, it are, keep on coming up in terms of these some of these um, some of these techniques is how do we help increase vagal tone? How do we help balance our, our our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system? Because in any one of our meditations, we might be activated. We might go into a fight or flight response, and so therefore having techniques and tools that help us reorient, that help us realign, that help us be able to be in that zone of tolerance and be more uh, resilient with what's occurring in the moment with us, whatever it is, is important. Okay. Um, and so heart rate variability is that ability of your heart rate to actually be variable, that a high, high heart rate variability shows that you have really good resiliency, really good balance between your sympathetic and parasympathetic, sympathetic and parasympathetic, sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, right? Because we don't want just one firing. We want, there's got, there's a, there's a, it's a nice dance. It's a nice dance. It's a nice sort of yin, yin and yang, right? Um, it's the, it's, it's, it's the thing that we talked about also with the breath of the, the natural expansion and contraction, right? The polarities of these things. Okay. Uh, And so they measured heart rate variability because this is what they say. And I'm going to read this because what we talk about, right? And then to hear it, to hear them put it into uh, language, uh, I thought that this was really, uh, really beautiful. Uh, and so I'm going to read it because I think it's beautiful. And then you see what I think is beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a nut, aren't I? I'm such a nut. Um, all right. So breathing can indeed directly affect the activity of the autonomic nervous system, including the heart rate. Heart rate is regulated by a dynamic balance between the sympathetic nervous system, mainly associated with the physiological fight or flight responses, and the parasympathetic nervous system, depending on vagal activity, mainly related to energy conservation, rest, and relaxation. During inhalation, the cardiovascular center inhibits vagal outflow. Did you guys get that? No. <laughs> That's why we talk about vagal tone. So during uh, inhalation, which is breathing in, the cardiovascular center, cardio, the heart center, inhibits, blocks, vagal, vagus nerve, outflow so during inhalation you're blocking the vagus nerve so what are you doing you're blocking parasympathetic activity thus resulting in sympathetic predominance which speeds up the heart rate 
So during inhalation, you're blocking vagal activity, sympathetic tone increases, heart rate increases, okay? Conversely, during exhalation, the vagal outflow is restored and results in a slowing down of the heart rate. So here you go, right? Vagus, in-breath, out-breath, in-breath, out-breath. In, and you're doing this 18 times a minute. How are you doing this, right? Wow, if it's that important, if we can actually help regulate this, which is what the breath does, which is why we've taken now three to four weeks to actually go over the breath, which is why it's so important, okay? Wow, maybe we can actually bring some balance and resiliency to our own nervous system and then be able to cope with what occurs in life. Conversely, during exhalation, the vagal outflow is restored and results in slowing down of the heart rate. The balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic influences is reflected by heart rate variability, which is the fluctuation of instantaneous heartbeat uh, heart period over time. Since heart rate variability reflects the activity of the autonomic nervous system, it is often used to reliably assess the physiological stress response as a low parasympathetic activity is considered as a marker of stress and can be a powerful tool for testing effective relaxation techniques based on breathing. So what did they do? Therefore, the breathing exercise, even as short as five minutes, proposing an equal inhalation to exhalation rate ratio promotes a balance, promotes a balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic activity, increasing heart rate, heart rate variability and promoting psychophysiological coherence. Psychophysiological coherence, coherence between the mind and the body by your breath by balancing, by helping to balance your sympathetic and, and parasympathetic activity in consciously, just simply using your breath. Okay. In the case of anxiety, just listen, it's amazing. It might be preferable to reinforce the parasympathetic activity beyond the point of equilibrium in order to maximize relaxation. So five seconds in, five seconds out on your breath. Five seconds in, five seconds out on your breath. Five in, activation of the sympathetic. Five out, activation of the parasympathetic. Five in, activation of the sympathetic five out activation of the parasympathetic now four in activation of the sympathetic eight seconds out activation of the parasympathetic for a longer period of time so can we actually affect the balance if needed by altering the ratios of our breathing. Hey, I feel like I need to relax more. Okay, let's increase the exhalation, which will increase vagal tone in real time. 
hey, I feel like I'm so sleepy. I can't, uh, I can't get out of bed today. Okay, let's increase the sympathetic. Let's increase the inhalation in real time. You actually have a switch that can bring equilibrium or that may actually be able to alter one compared to the other. Does that make sense? This is huge. This is ginormous, right? So, maybe I'm increasing sympathetic, right? Big inhalations, I feel it, right? It's like, oh my goodness. Now my heart rate's going, right? I'm ready for a run. <laughs> and now, okay, in real time, in real time, I'm literally affecting those nervous systems. Okay, do I have a, prepon a preponderance to want to breathe in sympathetic or do I have a preponderance to want to breathe out parasympathetic? That is real. It's it's like you can put your hand on your heart rate and feel it change. As you're doing it, okay. Uh, so they did. Um, so they tested two different things. They did uh, inhalation and exhalation were four seconds each. And then little by little, without kind of like just telling them, just saying, hey, just see if you can increase. Then they tried to go from four seconds in to six seconds out. Four seconds in, six seconds out. All right. Um, five minutes. Five minutes. They did uh, perceived anxiety. They looked at heart rate variability. It changed subjective anxiety significantly decreased above among both young and older adults. After only a five minute breathing exercise. In addition, uh, physiological stress also decreased uh, using heart rate variability. Huge. Are there any questions? Five minutes. That's why I say five minutes. Um, and if you're on Facebook or, you know, LinkedIn or any, just take five minutes of your day. You can do it. I know you can. I know you can. Don't give me any excuses. Here's another one. I got just enough time. Because you say, okay, well, that's uh, heart rate variability, anxiety. Uh, do you know, you guys know Tourette's syndrome? This was in the Journal of Clinical Neuroscience. Tourette's syndrome. Um, also called uh, chronic tick disorder. So people who have chronic ticks. If you've seen some of these people, they can be very devastating. Uh, it can really affect quality of life. Um, there was actually a book. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what it was, but it was written by Oliver Sacks, who was a neurologist who um, wrote Awakenings, and he had a book of uh, numerous stories of people who had uh, interesting neurological um, sort of symptoms. And he actually interviewed a, a surgeon who had Tourette's. <laughs> And, you know, if you would, Anthropologist on Mars, thank you, Nicole, Anthropologist on Mars is the book. Yes, it is. Um, and, uh, and the surgeon, right? Imagine if you like go to clinic and you're uh, wanting to do like, you have to do surgery and they're, they're ticks, right? 
and they're like, you're like, wait, who's the surgeon, right? Who's doing the ticks or who's, who's doing the surgery? And it's like, oh, I am. Well, how can you, how can you cut, right? If you're, I mean, these are violent. These are like very physical, you know, some people have verbal outbursts. Some people have physical outbursts, whatever it is. And when he was in the operating room, I believe it was a he, when he was in the operating room, when he was actually performing the surgery, he would have no ticks. As soon as he would like go and request like a scalpel from the surgical tech or, you know, whoever was assisting, ticks would come on again. And then he'd go down and it'd be like, cut, right? No ticks. Come up, talk to somebody, ask him what the pathology report showed, whatever it is, ticks. Cut, no ticks. Severe intractable ticks, which are associated with Tourette's syndrome and chronic tick disorders, severely affect the quality of life. Common, less invasive treatments are often unable to attenuate ticks with, <laughs> with what is the only effective treatment. Ladies and gentlemen, we have what is called deep brain stimulation. We take probes and we stick them into your brain and we stimulate different areas of your brain so your ticks stop. So now think of somebody doing this research, right? Well, what do we got? We got deep brain stimulation. Here, I, here Linda's in the background. She raises her hand. Do you guys think uh, nasal breathing could affect ticks, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> They'd laugh at her. They'd laugh at her, right? <laughs> uh, um, thanks for your question, but we we got to get in. We got to get so deep into the brain that I mean, you know, we need like probes and we need electrical stimulation to get into the brain to stop these ticks. Yeah. And here's a group. Who did a study? Could nasal could deep, slow nasal breathing actually decrease ticks in people with Tourette syndrome? So what they did is they uh, they took videos of patients. And they counted the number of ticks before doing the exercise and after doing the exercises based on video. And they had three people who counted the, the numbers. And so they wouldn't, you know, so it would be like, oh, yep, that's a tick. Okay, that's a tick, number one, right? They had uh, patients um, do steep, slow nasal breathing with tight, with lips closed. And it was important that the lips were closed so that they would only get breathing through the nose. And if they had ticks where the mouth opened, then they didn't include that as, um, as a breath. So you had to do it deep, slow nasal breathing. Uh, before and after during the procedure, videos were used and they asked the patients to breathe through their nose for two minutes two minutes that's it 
and it decreased ticks. Amazing. Incredible. All right. This was published in July of 2020. Our findings indicate that deep, slow nasal respiration with type lip closure ameliorates ticks in patients with Tourette syndrome or chronic tick disorder. This novel procedure could improve ticks. Furthermore, our findings could contribute toward the development of tick treatments and elucidate their pathophysiology regarding the reward system, hypersensitivity, autonomic nerves, and the nasal airway. So here's the physical manifestation of a neurological disorder that the only treatment we have is essentially deep brain stimulation where we're sticking electrodes down deep into the brain and, 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 and in trying to inhibit ticks that way or doing 120 seconds of um, nasal breathing, right? So we still, again, we don't know where, what the pathophysiology is. We don't know what but this balance of, you heard it there, autonomic nerves. How is Tourette's syndrome regulated by our autonomic nervous system? How is nasal breathing bringing on a better regulation of our autonomic nervous system? All right. And, 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 and the, reason, the reason we go into this, you see decrease in anxiety, uh, there's another study here uh, at the VA um, in, in U.S. military veterans. Breathing-based meditation decreases post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms in U.S. military veterans. A randomized controlled longitudinal study done out of, uh, done out of Stanford University in collaboration with, with, with uh, Richie Davidson, who you may have heard um, out, out of uh, Wisconsin, um, Right. And so the reason for this is that we set ourselves up. We create in our system. We have a resource. We develop a place where we feel as if we can go to in terms of where we choose to place our attention. Okay. Where's my attention going? Oh, it's going over here to. La La Land. Oh, did you did you choose that? Or did you just allow it to go? Well, I didn't think I had a choice, but you do, you know, you do, because I could say pay attention to this pen. And now you're paying attention to the pen. Now I could say pay attention to your feet. So you have a you have a choice. So now that you have a choice, what are you choosing to place your attention on? Well, I'm always choosing to place my attention on, you know, trying to survive and living. Well, that's your choice. Okay. Maybe you have to get food. All right. So now you have food, you have water, you have shelter, right? If the basic needs of, let's say, survival are met. Now what are you choosing to pay, place your attention on? And so if you have a choice then from this practice, we first find a resource, regardless of what sort of spiritual practice we're doing or, you know, whatever it might be, breathing exercise, uh, whether you're inducing, whether you're trying to induce a certain state, um, even starting from base, you know, baseline or taking a psychedelic medication, 
or going on to uh, going into surgery or, uh, you know, um, having some sort of new unfortunate event occur in your life is where are you choosing to place your attention, finding that resource and first finding a place that you can place your attention on that feels safe. And it might not be in your body. If it can be in your body, that's great. But if it's not in your body, because you don't feel comfortable in your body, then you find some other place. Maybe you do uh, loving kindness. You repeat a mantra, Ram, 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 Om, whatever, you know, love, health, peace. You can repeat your name. You can repeat Linda's name. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Linda, 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 Linda. <laughs> um, if, if it makes you feel safe, it's all good. Um, it could be an imaginary place, right? Like some place that you create might be the sense of like love, it might be the sense of an emotion from somebody. Um, uh, it doesn't matter, but that you find a place and then, right, then you use, you see, okay, what's going on? You sort of ask yourself, okay, what's, what, what's going on in the present moment for me? And you see, can you feel sensations in your body? Like, can you feel your breath? And if you can't, or that makes you feel uncomfortable, then you stay with your resource and you, you titrate or you do a sort of pendulation, right? Where you bring in, you stay, focus your attention on your resource and you just sort of your gaze, almost like you're gazing out of the corner of your eye and bringing whatever it is that you're feeling that is slightly uncomfortable, slightly uncomfortable, right? Not bringing in the most traumatic experience you've had, but just learning how to do this process. And in that, we're learning how to expand our awareness. So we're learning how to take our attention from this resource and just sort of open it slightly and then come back to our resource. If we feel like uh, it doesn't, you know, I feel too much tension or tightness or whatever it might be. Okay, so we kind of learn almost learning how to do that as well as then seeing can we learn how to can we learn how to integrate the breath into all this the breath being a switch to our our nervous system okay because it's 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 many times our nervous system can't hold may not be able to hold what is occurring even in the present moment for us and so we flip our lids, you know, we go into severe panic or something like that, or we go into freeze. And uh, we, and those are all, it's, it, I mean, it's okay, right? We just know, okay, look, I just went into panic. Um, but we do these exercises to try to bring in, to try to bring in that resiliency between the nervous system so that we can learn how to be with what comes up irregardless of what it is and be able to integrate it into our experience and to be able to fully have an experience okay and so the breath helps us learn how to because it's something we can think about consciously if you can't feel it you can just think about it okay i'm going to breathe what are you going to do try breathing with your nose slowly and deeply that's it how long do you have to do it? 
Well, a tick study showed 120 seconds, and you may actually feel a difference in your physiology. And the more you do it, what happens? Just like anything, the more you do it, the more you're actually bringing in, the more you're training that part of your body, right? Whether it's your nervous system or whatever, whatever it is, and the better then you get at it. Once you become good at it, let's say, then your body will feel, you'll start feeling different. You start feeling as if you're increasing, you're learning how to increase that tolerance. Oh, well, you know, I was walking down the street and that person yelled at me and usually I would flip my lid or flip them off or whatever it is, yell at them. And this time I was like, oh, maybe you start feeling compassion for the person. I don't know, right? I, like, I, I, I don't know, but you'll start to notice things. You start to notice being able to be in your body more by noticing even because you'll be integrating all these things, right? The resourcing, the titration, the pendulation, the breathing, resourcing, titration, pendulation, breath, resourcing, titration, pendulation, breath. Okay. And the breath, you always you can always go to, right? What am I going to do? I'm going to breathe. But I can't get that thought out of my head. Oh, but I'm going to breathe. Okay, okay. I don't have to get the thought out of my head. I don't do anything. And I might hum. Right? I might exhale. I might increase the exhale longer than the inhale. As I'm doing that, my attention is going to my resource. Okay. Linda, 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 Linda. <laughs> See, I am nuts. I am nuts. All right. But it's, but you're doing it simultaneously. Right. So what am I doing? Right. So here it is. Right. Okay. Oh my God. I got that thought. Oh, and I have that thought. Oh my God. I just go into panic and I start to tense all over. Oh, breathe. Love, 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 love. And you start notice the tight hold of it starts to decrease, right? It's sort of like, okay, here, I, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm breathing, I'm ex extending my exhale, take a deep breath, I'm breathing. Where's my where's my attention going to? Well, I know my attention could go to that really, uh, I'm just tightening up, I'm just tightening up, I can't help it, I'm tightening up, right? What, what is that gonna do? Activate more sympathetic response, okay? As opposed to going to my resource. Go to my resource, go to my resource, right? noticing heat whatever it is right i'm noticing tingling coming out of my forehead whoa trippy ah crazy it feels like there's bugs crawling all over my face where did that come from right oh interesting bugs maybe i have a fear of bugs whoa does it feel like i did go right i think i told you guys i went to the mirror and i checked to make sure that ants weren't crawling on my head and I was on no drugs whatsoever, <laughs> except for life. Okay. And I'd be like, oh, interesting. This is an interesting sensation, right? Does that make sense? Makes sense. Because that's the basic. That then, now we start going into 
the body. <laughs> so if you're not here, I'm going to have to say, you know, repeat sessions one through four. How many have we done already? I can't even remember. I, these things don't, but. I believe uh, this is six. Oh, six. Okay. So go through six, six sessions. Find your resource. Learn how to titrate and pendulate. And be able to consciously breathe or hum. That's it. Find your resource. Hydrate. And that, it, that to me, right, from my personal experience, opens up the whole doorway to everything. It's like, oh, can you find your resource? Can you breathe? Can you titrate? Where are you choosing to pay attention? Where are you choosing? How many times have you asked yourself in the last week, where am I paying my, where am I paying attention to? Is it something that I consciously decided? Where am I paying? What am I paying attention to? What am I choosing? All right. That's interesting too, Mauro, when you're titrating and you're um, trying to breathe yourself out of an emotion you don't want to feel. There's a point where you actually can choose to let it go or choose to hold on to it is what I've noticed. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, but, and that's so beautiful. And in the practice you'll be more free and have that resiliency to oh what if i do let it go what comes next oh what if i hold on huh. it's like it's like here's your like little right maybe maybe you get to that point beautiful let go hold on and you might even be able to test both how is this? What if I let go? Resist nothing. Oh, what if I resist? Oh, <laughs> I felt that one. Okay. Let go. And then tears come flowing down your eyes. Wow, where did that? What was that? I don't know. This is like the basic. So if you haven't, if you're new to the group today or you haven't practiced, you know, uh, work on for a week for the rest of, you know, until we, uh, until you're ready. Um, what I would do is I really just pay attention to your resource. Finding a place you feel as if you can pay attention to that you feel safe. That's it. Um, and uh, then, right, so if that's all you can, if that's all you do, that's all you can do, do that. Okay, so find a place where you say, okay, I can place my attention on this, whatever that is. 
go back to our resource lecture if you need to find you know recommendations of that and that's your practice where it's like oh my mind is wandering come back to your resource my mind is wandering come back and the breath may be your resource right and the resource may actually change with time as you do this practice as you do the practices resource mind wanders worries emotions come up resource just say thank you not now just sort of like acknowledge right whatever comes up just say okay we'll get there i'm just give yourself six months to a year <laughs> right give it a little bit of give it like some cookies and let, let it just kind of do its thing in the corner <laughs> we'll get to you we'll get to you i promise i promise we'll get to you hey uh then right from your resource then say okay can i open up to just what's coming up for me now so from your resource can i open up to what's coming up oh Whew, man that was quick that came up okay now what it now what comes up well i noticed constriction in my chest okay can you be with it moment you can't be with it feel like this is too much back to your resource back to your resource now you go back to your resource you go, and you may notice right take a deep breath you might wow that was that was quick that was interesting okay right if you feel discombobulated open your eyes if your eyes were closed right reorient really good ways of reorienting feeling your feet on the ground feeling your hands on your lap looking at the colors of the walls identifying things on your walls that you feel familiar with right telling yourself what city and state and location you're in all those are really good places where am i oh walls are green ceilings white feet are on the floor give me some water i need water right. might happen right so it's good to have the tools to be like okay this is cool and then Right. Okay. So that now we're at that stage. All right. I'm slowly titrating. What, what, what did I ask you to titrate your present moment experience? That's it. <laughs> That's it. Right. Well, just ask yourself, what is coming up for you, me right now? Not, I'm not asking you about anything else, right? I'm not asking you to bring in your childhood trauma or anything. No, no, just what's coming up for you right now, because many people can't even be with that. And notice, okay, what's coming? What, what's coming up? Can I be with what's coming? No, I cannot. Okay, good. Just being aware of that is half the battle. Go to your resource. <sighs> God, that feels good. Okay. Am I ever going to get to when I, right? Then the doubt, the self-judgment comes in like Maxine's like, this sucks. I'm not getting anywhere, right? Because it's not the pill that's going to happen in five minutes or five seconds. But it will happen because what's going to happen is that you're actually retraining your entire system. You're, you're retraining your entire mind. You're retraining your entire body, your heart, your brain, your nervous system, your vagus nerve, your glands, your digestion. Everything is going to start changing. Right? Can you be with what is? you can't huh can't be with it right now okay go back to your resource breathe 
right? Just noticing that you can't be with what is right now. Breathe. There's probably a sympathetically driven charge that arose, most likely. So therefore, balancing that with your breath is your switch. That's it. Right? That then sends that. Now we breathe, and you're going to do this simultaneously. Resource. Resource. Being with what is, simply asking your question, can I be with what is? And seeing, oh, hey, no, can't do it. Okay, back to your resource. Breathe. Extend the exhale. Hum. Whatever you want to do. Do your ujjayi breath. Anything, right? Repeat your mantra. Feel the love, feel the love of a loved one. Resource. What's arising for me right now? Can you be with what is present? No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Back to your resource. Breathe. That, that, then, that then is the practice that sets the foundation for the rest. Where then you can alter, you can do holotropic breath work, you can have a spontaneous kundalini experience and not flip your lid. Or have it recur over and over and be like, hey, I can actually ride these waves as opposed to get overwhelmed by them. I've trained my nervous system in such a way to be able to increase that zone of tolerance to such a degree, right? That our, our awareness is expanding so great that now we are the biggest vessel and we can hold it all. We're just, hold, we're just it's like, here we are, okay. Pure awareness that can hold it all. And as the experiences come and go, which you know they will do, you're able to actually integrate them into your present moment experience. It's like a flowing cycle of energy you're opening yourself up to. But it takes that ability to be like, oh, you know. The analogy that I've given is, um, you know, a few times is sort of like, you know, if you if you open up a dam, but you only got like a hole like this big for the water to go through, <laughs> so be a lot of be a lot of pressure on that dam. But if you slowly like kind of work at that and you kind of open it up, right? Slowly open it up, and that's kind of what the practice is: is slowly opening it up. Uh, or, or if you um, if you if you put a light bulb. Like we can't go to um, to like, you know, the. Uh, we can't go to like the light company, wherever their plant is and put a light bulb at the plant. Because the light bulb would explode. So the light bulb isn't actually made to get the energy that directly comes from the plant it's too high wattage. But through a series of transmitters and condensers or transformers we then get the light at our home where we could put the light bulb in and what does it do it lights up 
right? So that's kind of the kind of the purpose of learning. It's like the transformers are the ability of our nervous system to let's say take source energy and ability to integrate it into our bodies so that our body can actually use it. 